0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Once again, it is that time of the week. It is Monday. You know what that means. It's time once again for the Raw Review. This is your Raw Review for the 31st of May 2021. And by God, we had ourselves a pretty good show. wasn't perfect. But it was pretty good. It's a, it's a rare thing to talk about this on Monday nights, about how good a show was. Hmm. Well, let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. This is one good week, but we'll take it. So let's get right into it. So, kicking off things once again. Happy Memorial Day. I know everybody will most likely see this either tomorrow or beyond, but definitely going to say it today. Appreciate everything that all our men and women have done for us. And we have our freedoms because of you guys. So we thank you for it. And speaking of uh, being grateful, WWE has always been, unmatched when it comes to their gratitude videos that they do for the armed services and tonight's was was no different. Um, Absolutely fantastic. Um, And it's always it's always nice to see a company, you know, giving thanks and being gracious and having lots of gratitude for our men and women both overseas and domestically. But the show itself kicked off with the introduction of our commentary team as well as our new Raw commentator, Jimmy Smith. And right off the bat, Jimmy already flows. So this is a good sign. And uh, throughout the night, he did a uh, spectacular job. He he seemed very knowledgeable. He flowed back and forth with Corey and, and Byron. Didn't seem to have any problems, so I think he's going to be a good fit. So, Jimmy, welcome aboard. Let's, uh, let's have some fun with this. So kicking off the show outright was Miz TV, the return of the Miz And uh, Miz did let us know that he, in fact, was injured during the match with David Priest. That we won't talk about because it was atrocious. (laughs) But as Miz was talking, you could tell just by looking at his suit pant towards his leg, you could see the knee brace. So while he didn't specifically say what was injured and how long he'll be out wrestling wise, the Miz is still here. So, if we're going to continue to get Ms. TV um, segments out of this, then I'm okay with that. If he wants to do some backstage stuff, sure, I'm all for it. Miz is entertaining. You know, love him or hate him, the man has earned or should have earned the respect of everybody for what he has gone through. So, but... Special guests on tonight's Miz TV included both Charlotte and Raw Women's Champion Rhea Ripley ahead of their match at Hell in a Cell. And quickly this turned into a a verbal argument between both Champion and Challenger with Charlotte bringing up the fact that Rhea could not even beat Nikki Cross last week in the Beat the Clock Challenge. This, of course... Prompts Nikki Cross to come out one more time. Much to my happiness, because Nikki should be on television all the time. And quite frankly, it's been a bit of a crime that he ha- that she hasn't been. So she comes out basically saying, you know, since I was the one that, you know, I beat the champ, shouldn't I be the next one in line to get a title shot? Charlotte's all busy and moany about this. Like, oh, well, if life was fair, I'd be champion right now. So, Rhea basically was like, "All right, Charlotte, why don't you do something about this?" And Charlotte said, "Fine, I can beat Nikki in a one-minute beat-the-clock challenge." I'm like, "Oh shit! Okay, here we go. 60 seconds. This should be uh, this should be <laughs> interesting." Uh, so we got a break, and then, of course, when we come back, instead of one, it's two minutes. So once again, clear favoritism being shown to Flair. Um, undoubtedly, I'm sure Sunday'sville is behind this. <laughs> Can't even say that with a straight face. Um, but we have ourselves a two-minute beat-the-clock challenge. And once again, like last week, Nikki Cross able to survive. So she's now beaten the champion and the number one contender. So where is Nikki Cross' title match? <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's going to be good. Up next, we went to the back, and we had uh, Damien Priest talking with Riddle and it was kind of half WWE's going back on the road and half actual segment with Riddle asking Priest to teach him some Spanish before they go down to Texas when they start going on the road again in July. Um, so Priest is starting to give him a little bit of lesson and, uh, Riddle asks him, how do you say, hey, Randy? And he goes, hey, Randy. And Riddle's like, oh, I thought there would be more translation to it, completely oblivious to the fact that Randy Orton is literally standing right behind him. (laughs) So then we shift. Priest goes off camera and we shift to Randy and Riddle. And Riddle immediately apologetic about using the RKO last week with his match against Woods. And Randy kind of cuts him off and says, listen, it's like, you, it was a great match. Uh, and, you know, I'm a bit proud of you for, for, you know, using it. And, you know, Riddle's like, well, you know, it was kind of out of nowhere. And I'm like, oh, Christ, here we go. <laughs> but Randy eventually tells Riddle, why don't you come down to the ring? Maybe you learn a thing or two. If this tag team thing's gonna work, you know, we should, you know, you should learn from you know what I do. So I'm overly giddy about this because I think this tag team is gonna be something special, much to the chagrin to my boys over at No the Ropes, especially my friend Sam. He uh he hates this <laughs> so much. So naturally that brings me. The most amount of joy possible. <laughs> um, but these segments are absolutely outstanding, and I truly appreciate them. So <clears throat> that match is next, and i'm gonna I'm gonna do I'm gonna add a little something into this into this podcast show tonight. Uh, I started it last week. Uh, I believe on Smackdown. I'm not gonna do it every single show, but I figure this week, I'm going to add something in called the crack one open moment of the night. Now, we talk about, you know, random wrestling things, but we don't talk about gear as often as we probably should. Some of these wrestlers come out with some of the most spectacular gear I've ever seen. And tonight, my boys, the new day. Came out. With some beautiful looking, mighty more from Power Ranger gears, both pulling that Tommy action. Kofi dressed up as the Green Ranger, my absolute favorite. And Xavier Woods coming out as White Ranger Power, Tommy Oliver. So, boys, this one is for you. Man, talk about hype. And, you know, that, that whole fanboy screaming moment, yeah, that definitely happened during that. So we end up shifting into our match with uh, Woods and Randy. Fantastic match. Uh, Randy, this time, using the bro Derek, which is Riddle's finisher, to put Woods away. Like I said, really great match, not to take anything away from from Xavier. I love the fact that they're giving him some high-quality singles matches. I'm really hoping, really, 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 really hoping that this is just a prelude to King of the Ring because my boy needs to be champion. It just needs to happen. I I can't tell you enough that this stuff needs to happen. And if they do decide to do it, they damn well better do it with the crowd there because they deserve it. But after the match, Randy with the win, Riddle's all excited about Randy using his move, goes down for the pose, Randy's standing right behind him, and he just starts to lift his hands. And I'm like, oh, my God, are they going to do it? And then Randy stops himself and just pats Riddle on the arm, and they go back to the back. And I'm like, ah, the pose tease. It's right there. I want it. So I'm hoping that this is just the beginning, teasing as they move along to maybe SummerSlam when they challenge for the Raw Tag Team titles and get the win. Then you have the full pose holding the belts, and I think that that for me is just the no pun intended apex climax of this whole thing. So we'll see what happens if that comes to fruition. Up next, we end up having ourselves some more inter- intergender action as Shanna Bezos takes on Reginald. You know, Reginald has been a thorn in Shayna's side for so long. And while this match is basically all Shayna, like Reginald did actually get a power slam in once and immediately apologized. <laughs> um Shayna was getting ready to put the match away where once again we had yet another another ring post pyro botch or malfunction, I should say, causes a major distraction, Reggie able to roll up Shayna Baszler and get the win. Now, I get it for storyline purposes, but why, why are you doing Shayna so dirty? I don't understand it. I know it's for the bigger scheme of things, which we do find out a little bit later. Because Alexa Bliss decides that she wants Reginald to be on the playground a little later tonight. So we move on after that. Tag team action as Mason T-Bar took on and defeated Lucha House Party. we getting a little mini push for the boys? I think that would be good. They've been really preaching for it on on Twitter lately, both saying they're both going to be Raw Tag Team Champions before too long. This just might be that first time. So that's that first win, and we'll see where they go from here. We then move on to the fella, Seamus, and his U.S. quote unquote open challenge. basically stating the fact that the reason why he's doing these open challenges is that he wants to find someone worthy to challenge him for his title. He's not going to give anybody, you know, willy dilly giving them a title shot because they haven't earned it. Okay. I guess I can kind of see the logic in that. And another side of me, is just like, well, but I want title matches, but Hey, you know, it is what it is. So Seamus, basically says that neither Ricochet nor Humberto Correa deserve a match because they both tag-teamed against him. Two-on-one, it's not fair. You know, neither one of them deserve a shot. So he's not going to wrestle them both together, but he will wrestle them one-on-one, back-to-back, just to show that he can kick both their asses. So Ricochet was the first one out, and... Sheamus was, was dominating for, for the majority of this match, but then as Sheamus was getting ready to finish the mash-off, the mash-off, yeah, that's a word. That's a statement. <laughs> finish the match-off, Umberto Carrillo's music hits, causing the distraction. Ricochet is actually able to roll up Sheamus and get three. So Sheamus clearly is irate, furious. We go to break. And we shift right into it, Humberto and Sheamus. Pretty pretty rough match. Sheamus gets himself busted open at some point. Um, I think he might have broken his nose, or at least he clearly blooded himself up because he had blood streaming down his face. Um, But like the first match, Ricochet returns the favor and helps Humberto roll up Sheamus. So Sheamus lost not once, but twice tonight to both his challengers. So this leads me to believe that we're probably going to end up having a triple threat match come hell in a cell between these these three gentlemen for the U.S. title, which I am okay with. I think personally, this is a perfect time to take the belt off of Sheamus because Sheamus, I believe, should be challenging for the WWE championship. Now... Whatever happens come hell in a cell with the championship, I think Sheba should be next in line. But we'll see. We'll see where this goes. We then shift gear to our women's tag action as Naomi and Lana took on Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke with Mandy and Dana getting a big win, putting them in position to challenge Natalia and Tamina, who were actually at commentary. Uh, they had a nice uh, little standoff at the end. No, no fist of cups, no no fighting, no hair pulling, no no shenanigans, just a couple of challengers saying, Hey, we want those titles. So I think that I think the four of them in a match would actually pretty pretty darn good. So hopefully we'll see that down the road. After that, we shifted gears to round three of our Shelton, Benjamin, Cedric Alexander feud, which literally ended 30 seconds after I tweeted about the match. Cedric getting the win with another thumb to the eye and Shelton not able to kick out. So I don't know where this is going to end up going. We're going to have eye for an eye. If we're going to have, you know, somebody coming out in a, an eye patch. I don't know. I, I I sense some shenanigans are coming. And it's a shame because these two are quality, quality athletes. And they deserve to have a spectacular match. Kind of like the first one when Cedric won. I mean, when, um, when Shelton Benjamin won. But we'll see what happens. Obviously, clearly, Cedric's using the cheat methods, using that game genie to get get those victories. So we'll go from there. We shift gears over to the Raw tag team title match between AJ Styles and Almost versus Elias and Jackson. Riker, Elias in the back with Riker in the dressing room before this match got started, and Elias was just berating Jackson for some reason because Jackson was just clearly looking straightforward, completely focused. Might have been thinking of Memorial Day because the man did serve in Iraq. And Elias was like, have you, have you ever been in a fight? And I'm like, oh, oh, Elias, you stupid, stupid man. <laughs> but the match gets going. It's pretty back and forth. They kept AJ Styles in the match for pretty much the entire the entirety of it. But we got a bit of a shocker. Jackson Riker getting himself a chance to try to tag at Elias. But when he leaps to try to get a tag from Elias, Elias ducks back, gets off the apron, and just walks to the back. And I'm just like, wait, what? Elias is doing the, the turn? I expected it to be Riker. But after that, almost gets tagged in. And well, the rest is. Pretty much as you think it would be, almost just destroys Jackson Riker. AJ gets the phenomenal forearm, gets the pin, almost AJ retain. We then went on to a playground with Reginald, and it was actually a little. It was an actual interview. There was one point where Lily had a question, but Reginald obviously couldn't hear her. So Miss Bliss had to ask. Reginald didn't really get much of a chance to answer because after that, Shayna attacked him, threw him out of the playground, and then turns to Miss Bliss, says, you've been quite the pain in the ass lately. I'm, I'm not quoting here. But she wants to see Miss Bliss next week. And then she makes the uh, unfortunate fatal mistake of getting down on one knee and looking at Lily and telling Lily that she's just a stupid doll. Well, I understand that Shayna Baze is all about reality, but when you get the supernatural (laughs) working for Ms. Bliss, um, I don't see this working so well for Shayna's side but we'll see what happens next week. Hopefully it's done well or else you'll hear about it. (laughs) Uh, We then go backstage. And once again, we have another one of those awkward moments with talking about going back on the road with Mansoor and the Viking Raiders, which then turns into a moment with Ali being back on raw television, telling telling Mansoor not to trust anybody, with Mansoor immediately replying, why should I trust you? And Ali just kind of gives him a slap on the arm and on the back and says, now you're getting it. So I'm like, ooh. We get both Ali and Mansoor on television, and Twitter took to this quite well. They're like, well, we want a feud between the two of them. We want them as a tag team. I'm all for fr- fresh blood on television. I know Ali's been around for a while, but now that he's out of retribution, he needs to be doing more things. If you want to put him with a with a young star like Mansour, who had his two-plus year undefeated streak ended by DQ <laughs> unceremoniously. So, you know, that's just how that works because it's the main roster. yeah. So we'll see with those two, if anything comes of this. We then moved on to our main event of the night, Kofi Kingston versus Drew McIntyre. Winner gets heavyweight title match at Hell in a Cell versus Bobby Lashley. And I'm telling you, this match was insane. Now, I will openly admit, I kind of bounced back and forth during commercials to see what was going on with the Bruins and the Islanders because I'm a Bruins fan. And unfortunately, like my Bruins, it came up a little short tonight. So did Kofi Kingston. The man coming off the top rope, Drew McIntyre, hitting a beautiful claymore, takes him out. And once again, we have Drew McIntyre versus Bobby Lashley. And this will be at Hell in a Cell for the WWE Championship. Will it be the same thing that happened the last couple times that Drew and Bobby have met? Will Drew finally get the win? We'll have to wait and find out. We got a few weeks until Hell in a Cell, but guys, that's the show. Like I said, it was a pretty decent show. I'll, uh, I'll give it a I'll give it a B minus still, but I give it like an eighty three, so it's almost on that cusp of being a straight B. So, if you like I said, thank you guys so much for listening. If you haven't listened to our AEW Double or Nothing, both the pre- and post-show, we're actually on YouTube as well now, guys. So, please, just search by the media. Go take a look and see our, our, our stupid faces <laughs> and um, see what you missed. Even if you watch the show, just to see, you know, how, how right or how wrong we were with our picks, um, we would much appreciate it. You guys can also follow us on Twitter at Media underscore Bedlam. Like I said, you can find us on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram is Bedlam Media. You can find myself pretty much everywhere as Scotty J Stream. And you can find this podcast on pretty much every podcast platform that's out there. Uh, If we're not on one, please let us know. We'll add ourselves to it. That way, when you do your one-stop shopping, you'll be able to say, hey, I want to put a little bedlam in my day, download the podcast, and listen to us talk all things wrestling. Guys, once again, thank you so much for listening. Truly appreciate you. I hope you all have a wonderful night, wonderful week. It's almost summertime. Let's go. Have a great night. And don't forget to join the battle. Good night. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill.